This episode is a sponsored partnership by Keen. So, you finally decided that you want to seek psychic advice. But now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? It would probably be a lot easier. Our response? Why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy readings since 1999, over 35 million to be exact. All you have to do is create an account, and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. Want to learn more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs, and you'll be able to connect via phone call or text. Just go to trykeen.com potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings. Once again, that's trykeen.com potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential. Hey, Potential Podcast listeners, let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com slash potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being and let's get checked. Talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. This is the Potential Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Potential Podcast. I am your master, your Jedi master. Chris Dewar, and with me is my co-host and Padawan, Taylor Sokol. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, I, I prefer Rogue Smuggler, but, you know, whatever. Can't oh, actually, no, that's true. I feel like if you were a character in the Star Wars universe, you would be a Han Solo type. I feel like you'd be some you. kind of, uh, maybe more Chewbacca, but. Yeah, because um, <laughs> I'm hearing. Yeah. But <laughs> it's good to be back, man. How have you been? Good, man. Good, man. You know, we're uh, we're here mid-September. Uh, 
California's not doing very well right now, though. We're uh, battling lots of fires, which is, uh, you know, it's a typical California thing, but it's really bad this year. Uh, we got two close to my parents' house, not super close, but enough that, I mean, like yesterday at one point, I was outside and uh, we have this golf course behind our house. It looked like a cemetery. It was just Jesus. this haze everywhere. And you could really smell the smoke. Um, I mean, but see, at times it's fine, but it's Northern California is really yeah. bad right now. It looks like, uh, from all the images I'm seeing, it looks like a scenes out of Blade Runner. Yeah. But it's real. It's just crazy. So, uh, unfortunately, that's going on. But otherwise, you know, it's pretty nice. Uh, I just uh, recently had a little trip down to uh, visit my grandma again and was helping her set up Netflix. And oh, nice. A, how, how did that, that go? A, that, that took some time. Uh, <laughs> As it does. Was, uh, yesterday, I was sitting there having lunch, and I got a call. Because, of course, I told her, you can call me anytime if you're having any trouble. If you, you know, and I get a call, and I, was like, I saw it said Grandma Hazel, and I go, hello? And she goes, help! <laughs> I'm going, first I'm going, oh, what's wrong? She's like, I can't get back on Netflix. <laughs> Oh, but she's learning. She's enjoying it. So I think we should do, we should do some videos where we teach people, uh, teach modern technology to, uh, I mean, yeah, it's my favorite is when she'll ask me things like, how do you know all this? And I'm like, because it's what I use all the time. I'm, I'm just used to technology now. It's what we, we just, be, we just, be, but we were a generation. I think that we just, we grew, we grew up, up into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to speak of the technology on a little frustrating note as well, um, I've been buying a lot of stuff on Amazon for like my family mm -hmm. and stuff because obviously not really trying to go out as much and you know, you can save money doing that. But I bought, so we're going to try them out this weekend. There's a restaurant in Pittsburgh where you can grill steaks and scallops on hot stones. So the hot stone grilling. Mm. So I bought, I've I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this for my family. I like a set, like a six set of hot stone rocks with the bamboo boards and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, I'm buying them all. And like, I went on the website originally and it was like $500 for shipping. I was like, no way. And Amazon $200. Okay. Easy decision. So I buy them all and they come in stages. I like one came one day. Oh, they're coming. Nope. This one's coming next day. Oops. Sorry. It's late, but it may show up later. I'm like, Amazon, get your stuff together. It was just cracking me up. Cause it was like, <laughs> I bought them all at once. Why aren't they all coming at the same time? And they're like, that is interesting that they came. And I called them and asked about that, you know, and the, the best answer you always get when you're a kid, you didn't like it. Um, that's just the way it is. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, well, so it was really frustrating, but excited to use these, which I will be looking forward to that. But well, well, that's great. Yeah. I did want to bring up, uh, we did get recent news that, uh, you know, we, we had an episode earlier, episode seven, this is the way. But we are officially, we're getting Mandalorian season two coming out in October, which is going to be really exciting. So we can't wait to check that out and we'll definitely review it on the show. But, you know, it had us getting, we had Star Wars on the brain. So since the beginning of this, you know, since the beginning of this, we, we knew we want to talk about Star Wars often. There's so much you can delve into to talk to, but we thought, you know, we're coming up almost to the end of the year, you know, a few months, it'll be December and it'll be a whole year since the final chapter of the Skywalker saga came out, the rise of Skywalker. So we thought it'd be fun to kind of take a look back and kind of discuss how that trilogy is, you know, how, how it's kind of uh, felt now, how much we like it, what we don't like about it. And we thought it'd be fun to have a guest along the way. So I'm so excited today because we yes. have uh, a friend of mine, a fellow nerd, a fellow Jedi, Tim Fitzsimons. He's a actor and singer. And we met back in college at Cal State Fullerton and we've been friends ever since. So um, we're really excited to have him on today. So let's get to our discussion
long time ago, in the galaxy far, far away, there was a legend born. He was destined to be a Jedi, or maybe, I don't know, a stormtrooper, or something. But we have the one and only Tim Fitzsimons on the podcast today. Welcome, Tim. We're so glad to have you here. Oh, it's great to be here, you guys. Um, I've been listening since episode one, and I've loved every episode. Um, And I actually just finished listening to your guys' Chadwick Boseman tribute, and I just want to say I thought you guys did a phenomenal job kind of thank you looking at his legacy thank you i know uh you are also a big chadwick fan so um Mm -hmm. uh yeah again much love to chadwick boseman but um i'm so excited to have you today so uh we uh, taylor and i've been chatting a lot about you know topics we want to do on this podcast and of course we mentioned a few episodes back that we're probably going to talk about star wars a lot because it's just such a huge pop culture uh sensation Mm-hmm. So we thought it'd be fun to have you on today. So to have a little flashback here. Mm-hmm. Me and Tim met in college. Uh, my yep. senior, my last year of college at Cal State Fullerton was Tim's uh, inaugural year as a freshman. Mm-hmm. So uh, my last show ever at the school was Tim's first show. So that's kind of our fun little, uh, I was the master and you were yeah, just the Padawan. That's and, right. That's right. And you um, became a master. So <laughs> all right. I try tried to anyway. Um, I actually remember one of the first times I met Chris, he happened, I was walking into uh, the new building. I think you were getting ready for a voice lesson and you were going over. I need to know from Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. And I stopped when I'm like, you know, this song, I love this song. I love this musical. Let's be friends. <laughs> and the rest is history. Basically. By the way, I do remember, uh, I think it was a, what, uh, year or two later i'm trying to remember when exactly i came back to maybe watch class and then you sang that i believe uh i it might have been into the fire from scarlet pimpernel but it might have also been might have been that yeah but anyway so we're so excited today so uh me and taylor we're we're talking about you know we did the mandalorian but you have all these movies and we thought Mm -hmm. it would be cool let's talk about the new trilogy which was the sequel trilogy episode seven eight nine how does it hold up now after you know it's been about almost two, eight, nine months. We're coming up almost a year, yeah, since the mm-hmm. release of Rise of Skywalker. So we thought it'd be fun that all three of us are very passionate about Star Wars. And so let's dive into and this is not this is not meant to be like just a complete bashing because these movies are not terrible. Which is just no. things that maybe need to be addressed of why it didn't successfully work as much as maybe they had hoped. So we're gonna start yeah. off right away with uh we'll go episode by episode here. So we're gonna start with episode seven, The Force Awakens. So have you start off, Taylor. When you first saw The Force Awakens, what was the hype for it? What was your excitement? What did it invoke in you when you saw it? Well, I mean, for me, the I mean, this came all when Disney, you know, bought Star Wars, bought the mm-hmm. rights, and I was like, very what, like that's four billion or something. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, and, and I think it was exciting already because we talked about before, you know, Star Wars and Disney were kind of synonymous because ever since I was young, going to Hollywood Studios now, uh, you know, the Star Wars ride and stuff. So mm-hmm. I. This seemed like a match made in heaven. I feel like Disney, for overall, a good portion of what they have done is always, they take great pride and dedication in creating good um, products, good entertainment for people. So when I saw the, what I think what first got excited for me was seeing that trailer because I was it gave me all the feels. Mm-hmm. And it had yeah. the right had the right presence. I was like, oh my gosh, so they're going to have, they're going to bring back. Because I always wanted to see more of the adventures of, you know, Luke and stuff. And 
I was always a huge fan. I read a lot of the books of the expanded universe. Now that's considered legend, not canon, but I was excited to see what they were going to do with that because I thought there were so many stories still yet to be told. So I was extremely excited, extremely pumped up. And I was like, this is going to be exciting. I just, just to see another star Wars movie in theaters, um, alone i was like this is great because I, I don't care what it is i'm gonna see it because it's star wars so well, i think but, we also we we're in a unique case uh the three of us because mm-hmm. i think we all probably were uh we we got to know star wars from probably a much younger age with either the vhs tapes or maybe knowing the re-releases but we actually lived through a period where we had a whole trilogy come out like when we were teenagers so it's like we had this really exciting time in our life for like oh, we're actually seeing new Star Wars movies, these yeah. prequels. Mm-hmm. And I think why a lot of them are nostalgic to us now is because we were that young age when they came out. So that's, you know, it's inspiring. So then oh. the, like, fast forward, like, what? Episode three came out in what, 2006? 2005. 2005? Yeah. And then, uh, so 10 years later, we're getting like a whole new trilogy. I think it's like that fanboy in us is like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I oh, do remember absolutely. seeing that trailer. That minute trailer came out a year in advance of the movie, which was smart marketing. And it was like, didn't give away anything, but it looked awesome. It looked um, so dope. Um, yeah. I, it was my first, uh, I had just moved to New York in March of that year. And that particular Thanksgiving, I decided to take a train from um, New York City to Toledo, Ohio, where my mom's from. And I have family out there to spend Thanksgiving with them. And I remember it came out on Thanksgiving or right around there. And um, my cousin's daughters happened to be staying in the room next door for the uh, for a day or two. And they literally heard me watch that trailer like three or four or five times in a row. Because I was just so excited. I was like, and every time the Falcon like d- does that big yeah. swooping dive um, thing, I was just like, ah! Yeah, oh, amazing. At just the end, when you have we have Han Solo and Chewie come at that right yeah. bit, I was just I was I lost I lost it. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. yep, I'm yep. sold. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. So going into the movie itself, the the backlash that people a lot of people felt was that it was just a rehash of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. I'm someone that I don't agree with that. Okay, I agree. There's similarities. There's similar themes and similar, you know, but I'm like, it's not a complete to me rehash. Of no, they were trying to do a lot of story building, which I get because they're okay. We're there is a little bit of fan service. I mean, we're bringing back some great characters. We're excited, Luke, mm-hmm. Leia, Han, uh, Chewie, all this. But the fact that they were doing a really good character building, I was really excited about these new cast of characters that they were mm-hmm. doing, especially yeah. with. You know, with the whole arc, you've got a, a stormtrooper defecting, which I thought that was like, that was different. They really didn't have anything like that. So, yeah, I think it got more backlash than it probably deserved because I was like, I don't see it that way. I'm like, oh, it's exciting. I'm just, I'm in it for what this is going to become. All right, I guess before we uh, yeah. move any forward here, uh, spoiler warning. Spoiler oh, yeah, warning. absolutely spoiler warning. But also uh, <laughs> disappointed if you've not seen these films right so now. Especially if you're listening to this um, podcast, you must be a Star Wars fan. You must be a Star yeah. Wars fan. You're like, I want to hear their opinion on the movie. Stop listening absolutely. to this. <laughs> but, um, no, I think it really was smart that they had, like, the only true uh, character that I felt was, uh, at the beginning, had a very similar kind of idea was Rey. It's because mm-hmm. Rey is on this planet that looks very similar to Tatooine. She's like not had a lot of excitement in her life. Yeah. Uh, doesn't have her parents around. And then she kind of just gets swept into this adventure. And she happens to be 
very powerful with the force just as kind of luke slowly started to but you know ray was a little more quick than i'd say luke was but she she was a little more quick to picking it up i yeah. think yeah but i think the the ultimate what i think really holds this trilogy together and i'll talk about it when we get to the other films as well is i think it's kylo ren is really the exciting uh, yeah. overall arc of the story because that was a great way to connect our old trilogy with our new trilogies now we mm-hmm. have a character that oh he's the son of han solo and leia but yeah he's turned to the dark side so oh, absolutely that, battle with luke and now we're seeing it in han's son so mm-hmm. um i just remember this movie was re- i really enjoyed it i thought it was uh first off i think the great thing that jj did was he wanted to honor the original trilogy by doing as much practical stuff as he could yes yeah and not just have it all crazy cgi that's that's one problem about the prequels is that although there's some really entertaining jedi battles and Mm -hmm. that's the best part of those movies is they have some of the best lightsaber battles of the whole franchise absolutely is that it's so much cgi and and even now it doesn't really hold up in some of it just like jeff goldblum like uh, just because you have the technology doesn't mean you should use it you know (laughs) oh absolutely um yeah these new movies are so they look so good because it is they do smart combo all right that's a set that's a practical effect and then overlay a bit with some of the cgi that makes it in the character and the Mm -hmm. signs everything absolutely yeah and like and i think like specifically with the prequels with CGI. Like I, I um, understand why they use so much CGI. It was at a time when, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, we finally have computers that can build these grand mm-hmm. environments that, and we can show just how grand and how large and expansive the Star Wars universe can be. And, and like that, like Duel of the Fates from episode one is in my mind, the best or one of the best duels ever made. And like, you couldn't build that ginormous set, but it does set the stage of like them having this epic battle in this just huge cavern of mm-hmm. a space. Um, but at the same time, like I totally agree that JJ bringing back the practical effects and focusing on those and focusing on creating those creatures and a, a full-size replica of the Millennium Falcon for shooting and that sort of thing just it adds a sense of realism that the prequels do miss out on. And it kind of brings us back into what we grew up on with that original trilogy and mm-hmm. how George created, had, had to create everything practically. And, and even so also just set the stage for all visual effects after with the creation of ILM and all the different things that they were able to do. And they were able to create that just revolutionized the entire filmmaking industry. Mm-hmm. And I do think that the similarities to A New Hope was was a, a tactic to get people back invested in Star Wars. Totally agree. The prequels are, I I I love putting the prequels on from time to time. They're fun to watch. Uh, yes, it's not the best writing. Yes, it's not the best acting. But Episode I don't two. care. Just, it's still ah. like, it's still. I guess to me. <laughs> The overall story of the prequels is very solid. The growth yeah. from uh, finding Anakin to the point of him becoming Vader. It's, it's probably more of a solid trilogy plot-wise than even the original, which, you know, the original, well, I think, was... Yeah, you had because... a movie come out, it surprisingly did very well, and then it was like, now let's actually add on some more let's Let's, fi- let's yeah. continue let's making actually, them. All right, yeah. now let's make them. Whereas yeah. that was actually, okay, we know what one, two, three is going to be. 
But again, yeah. this idea of let's add some random characters that maybe we don't need, or let's chicken out and not make Jar Jar a bad guy like we wanted to. Well, and, uh, yeah, and then some <laughs> of this, I mean, like you got the the midichlorians, like they're 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 mm-hmm. they're retro. Yeah. Uh, retracting kind of the, the forces, you know, they're trying to make it, he was trying to explain more. And it's like, you don't need all this explanation, just right. it is what it is. And you're right, like, George, you know, in all honesty, like, he didn't know really where it was going to go. They're thinking, but they, like, the fact that he had the original trilogy to base the prequel on, okay, I know where he's going to go, so how do we build it? Especially yeah. rounding out Revenge of the Sith, I thought that was, you know, the same, like, the dark tone, even, like, mm-hmm. probably more darker Star Wars films out there. And it's it's Master good. Master Skywalker, what yeah. do we have to do? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but I mean, so then you look at okay, so you look at these sequels, and uh, first thing I really like about the sequel uh, as an overall arc is the idea of the First Order. Yes, history has shown us from time to time again if a giant organization is defeated, doesn't mean that every single member of them was defeated. Like you know, when the Death Star blew up, want the first time or the second time, not everyone in the empire was on the death star the empire oh, no. was out everywhere so which is why we're getting a little more of that in the mandalorian which is really fun to see kind of like mm-hmm. what's the remains of the empire and they're still clearly active yeah so that, there's first order is like really cool to me because i'm like yeah i can believe that a huge chunk of them would have gone off to like a planet outside the systems and started to like regroup and regain and try to like you know start over to get back to world conquest and um <clears throat> so we get this idea of this uh, character Snoke, which I thought was a really cool character to introduce. Um, I'll definitely later in this episode be <laughs> why I'm so disappointed that his character yeah. was uh, finished off. But um, you know, we're getting the, I, all the elements of Force Awakens was a great first movie. It had uh, we're getting to know what the characters are like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some really cool action. We get these nostalgic moments with the Millennium Falcon, and we're getting Han Solo and Chewie and Leia. And then the whole like last third, especially the more the, the big you know reveal of of Ben is you know not really going to give in to the light, and he's he kills his father. Um, it's all very powerful. I remember that 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 shot was so cool. Oh. That long, long like mm-hmm. ripped hall uh, bridge thing. Remember that chasm? Yeah, that, that, definitely that not OSHA was- compliant. Not a compliant. There was no. Not, there's not a, a railing. Where's the guardrail? Anyone can fall. It happens a lot in Star Wars. There's a lot of like, yeah. this looks cool, but where's the safety precautions? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, they can um, use the force. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. It was all like everything set up so well for what was to be the next movie, and uh, I think that was a was smart on JJ. It was like, give us enough, not too much. Uh, we don't know who Ray is. Ray could be anyone, but she, clearly she has to be some kind of lineage of a Jedi because she's got all these powers. And that whole dream sequence was so cool too. Oh yeah, yeah. And, the lightsaber. Oh yeah, like you say, and he, just enough questions are raised to want you to come back for more. And especially mm-hmm. like the very end, you leave with Luke and just that little teaser. And I'm like, oh, he's a big part of this episode. And the movie ends. What? <laughs> no. And and especially like when you um. When you hear Mark Hamill talk about the table read that they mm-hmm. did for episode seven, like everybody's there and he's there. And so you like, everybody got that one photo that I think came out right around my birthday, mm-hmm. whatever, whenever, whatever year it I was. It was black and white, all in a yeah. circle. And it's like, oh my gosh, they're all there. Luke is there. And then you see the movie and hear him talk about how he gets there to like, all right, can you read the stage directions? 
<laughs> and so he read like all of the intros, like see no act one, scene one. Yeah. <laughs> all um, the way gets to the end. Yeah. Oh, so I guess I'm just I'm just a cameo at the end. Oh, just, okay. Just, that's it. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. Um, and I what you were I like what you were saying earlier, Chris, that it's definitely um I agree with you. Episode seven is not a rehash of episode four. However, um, something that my uncle said to me about a completely different subject that actually I think works, it's like, people say history repeats itself. It, it really doesn't, but it does rhyme. Mm. History doesn't repeat itself exactly, but it does rhyme. And I think that JJ did take elements of what episode four was in that story. Cause it was, you know, you're, you're trying to, it's like you said, you're bringing people back in, you're reintroducing them to, this new this world and trying to get them to like these new characters that you're mm -hmm. setting up for this trilogy and i mean i just i watched all three of them um this week and i gotta say like episode seven is probably the most fun like you you, you can yes, see that they're i would all agree having it, fun. it has a lot of it has a lot of good humor that's it, what mm -hmm. i would agree it's like, humor it's was great. dark yeah. dark scary um, for sure and no i do agree there's something really the reason why A New Hope was so, I think, fascinating was apart from all that, those kind of visual effects that people didn't really know how to do in the time. And he had, a, he, George and his team really had to make mm -hmm. some bold new choices of how to do with miniatures and, and light and scale and everything is that you really, you really loved those heroes. You loved yeah. Luke, Leia and Han and you really, you, you followed them and you were so, and I think they captured that with this because uh, Ray's a really fun character to follow. Uh, Poe is like that kind of Han Solo figure. He's, you know, the dashing yeah. guy. Uh, Finn is really funny because, true, a concept we've never seen. We know the Stormtroopers to be pretty much all clones. That's what we kind of learned from the prequels. And now we're mm -hmm. having these children that are being kidnapped and, and basically put into, like, Stormtrooper, like, school. And yep. taught to learn the First Order. And he's defecting. And which is why a thing I'll get into as we go into Last Jedi yeah. I think JJ was setting up Finn to be a force user and to maybe one day be a Jedi. And then yeah. that train derailed. So a little um, bit, a little bit, yeah. just a little so, bit. Um, no, but, and think, then yeah. sort of got back on the rails a little bit. A little with bit. Rise of Skywalker, it, yeah. but not like not directly. Not enough. Yeah. Not enough. Cause I, the key scene is, I mean, yeah, he's caught combat training. So the idea that he can handle a lightsaber is not far fetched. It's not just a lightsaber is automatically you have to be a Jedi or a Sith to use it. Right. It's just a light blade. It's just, a, you know, but it's fancier when you have the force, you know, but <laughs> no, for sure. there's that key scene where he's, he's wanting to leave. He's like, I, I need to run away from the first order. They'll find us anywhere. So he's trying to like get work. Uh, he's trying to escape on like this, like cargo ship or something. Yeah. And it's right when the first order uses Starkiller base and they blow up all like those five Republic state, uh, the um, planets. And he, hears the cries and screams of these people he he actually feels that and there's a sound effect that makes him like he looks up at the sky and like he he's feeling that pain and i was like bam he is a force user he can feel the pain of those people mm -hmm. that's the reason why he woke up in the first place when he when he's out in that uh that you know the first big scene where kyle's trying to get the map and his stormtrooper guy gets knocked over and then he puts his bloody hand on his helmet and he all of a sudden he like wakes up and it's like he's like what am i doing here my like, gosh what, it's because he's a force on? user everything was set even kylo looks at him and stares at him for a really creepily long time and then like walks away <laughs> yeah. and i'm like yeah because he can sense that he's something 
And it was like, oh my gosh, we're totally going to get this long arc of by the third film, he'll become a fellow Jedi. Well, as you'll see in the next segment, after taking this little bit of break, we're going to get to the next movie, which is probably the most divisive movie in Star Wars <laughs> canon. Yes, in uh, Star Wars so, history. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll oh, get yeah. back a quick break here and we'll get back with The Last Jedi. It's been 10 years since the Skywalker saga was completed, and fans are still itching to get back to a galaxy far, far away. Well, Disney presents Star Wars The Skywalker Saga Reimagined. You can go back and see your favorites with new twists and turns and some memorable faces you know and love. Go back to the prequels. Episode 1. Dennis the Phantom Menace. Episode 2. Attack. Of the TikTok clones. Episode 3 Reflux of the Sith. Check out the all new versions of the classic original trilogy. Episode 4 A Still in Good Condition Hope. Mmm, The Empire Makes a Comeback. Episode 5. Episode 6 Tax Return of the Jedi. And follow up with the trilogy that ended it all. Episode 7, The Force Reawakens. Episode 8, The Last, Last Jedi. Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker Rises. Act now to get this exclusive nine film deal. You don't want to miss it now on DVD and Blu-ray for only $79.95. Or go online and purchase it. Every online purchase gets you a free Baby Yoda. And we're back. Whew, that was wow. a nice break. That was a nice break. That was great, man. Got stretched my legs and everything. We did the Kessel Run. Oh. <laughs> uh, le- less than 12 parsecs. So <laughs> if you remember when we did when the prequels came out, they were every three years. So I remember, you know, first one came out in 99, and it was like, all right, got to wait three years for the next one. And it was always so exciting when the next one would come out. Well, these ones we got every two years, which was yeah. like, ooh, they're making them quicker. And and uh, and different and differently than all the previous six movies, which were all released May ahead, you know, mm-hmm. in May to be ahead of the summer blockbusters or to basically follow suit of what Jaws did and become a summer blockbuster. Um, Disney made the decision to have them all release at Christmas. Yeah. Which was smart. Which I thought was smart. Yeah, you know, made them, uh, made them exactly, and you can. And they were kind of like the, all that merchandising. All the, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, all all of the merchandising. <laughs> the merch <laughs> well, I remember notably when I was uh, end of middle school and the high school. Uh, still, a trilogy that I absolutely love the most is Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and I thought that the, they always came right before Christmas break, and they did the same with the Hobbit films, and you could tell it was a smart market move because that was then like this is the big movie of the holiday. Yeah, season. as you go on a holiday break and you have time, so I think Star Wars it was a smart move to do that. Absolutely. So we have two years later. Now we're into 2017, and we're getting The Last Jedi released, uh, directed by Ryan Johnson. This is Episode Eight, written and directed, written and directed yes. by Ryan Johnson. So this is a movie that uh, I, <laughs> to be frank, I remember <laughs> seeing this movie. The trailer for this movie is probably one of the best trailers ever made of a movie Absolutely. of all time. If, if there's one group that does really well for these new Star Wars films is whoever in the team is making these trailers because every time it's so 
epic. It really gets you pumped. You really want to mm-hmm. go. You're just like, oh my gosh. I remember this movie ending and I turned to, I was on the tour at the time of Wizard of Oz. I turned to my friend and I was like, this is just the first scene, but I have to say, this is probably the first time seeing a Star Wars movie where I was disappointed. My thought has changed on some of that and we'll get into it as we go, but I want to get your opinions of first ever time seeing Last Jedi. I mean, I think it grows on you as you see it more and more, but what was your first, uh, opinion tim and then we'll go to taylor well let's see i'm going to completely polarize your viewership or your listenership here oh go ahead (laughs) um i walked out of last jedi and to this day still think that it is one of the best star wars movies ever made um now in recent recently and like having had discussions with like with, with different people and then this most recent rewatch that i did I do fully, un- I, I understand, I mean, I have always understood where people came from when they didn't like it, but I now have a better understanding of something that my uncle said when we chatted about it, is that it's a great film, but it doesn't fit the trilogy. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, but, and I'm like, you know, that actually makes perfect sense. It's still up there. Like I, for me, I put it up there with Empire, of Empire Strikes Back, because that's in my mind, the best Star Wars movie ever made. Yes. Very, and, and like that mm. top three for me are in a no particular order except for empire number one are empire last jedi and rogue one mm. um, as being just like the best made I, I do agree with you in that i think that's that's a key element as we move forward into eight and nine is that yes. we last jedi is a solid stars movie i mean it looks amazing there's some really great moments in it but yeah we start to see that this doesn't quite all line up with what seven left us with. And now we're going to take things and change them. And, you know, uh, what, what did you think Taylor, when you first saw Last Jedi? I mean, honestly, first viewing, I was really excited. I thought, okay, wow. You know what? We are, we're just, we're just, this is just pulling out the rug from everyone. Like, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Like I was like, okay, the big bad that we set up. Okay. He's been killed. Whoa. This guy, we thought maybe he's going to have redemption arc. He's not, he's going to be full on evil. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I see what's going on. And then I was like, and then all the reviews came in and I was listening and I don't really try to like listen to other people's reviews because I'm pretty like, I don't get sweet easily, but when I watched it again and I can completely agree with both of you guys, it, great film doesn't fit into what was being built which is a shame because it's like well we're all all our expectations are set up and us the viewer we've got all these questions and you don't really answer them you basically said what questions uh these aren't the answers you were looking for so it's like (laughs) it's not the questions you're asking what's going on and i was like okay because it just seemed like now we've got one more film how what are where are we going with this so i was really confused Mm. so the second viewing I mean, really, let's 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 think, let's go with this. The movie has really no plot. The people are just in a slow-moving vehicle being chased, and everyone's doing their little adventures. But it's like it is very, you know, there's not a lot of major plot going on. Uh, but it's funny because in like Empire, same thing. You know, Lei and Han, they're just running around. They're off doing r- their running thing. on fumes, running on empty. You know, yeah. um, and you know, Luke's doing his <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah, I just. I think in terms, if we're going to connect this to trilogy, I don't know why there, it didn't seem like there was a collaboration. There, and, there was, yeah, I, I'd agree, I'd agree with that. I mean, um, I think that JJ, like, like we, like we were talking about in uh, talking about episode seven, JJ did set up these questions and 
where like who are these people where are they going to go what's going to happen to them um and at least in my like when you look at it it's like just take finn for example for me i um because i think that ryan tried to answer those questions but like you said he pulled the rug out from everyone else and said that's not you think it's going this way but actually i'm going to go that way um and um but like with finn specifically he ends episode seven he doesn't really have a motivation to be part of the resistance his only motivation his only goal is to make sure that the people that he loves the people that he knows are safe so and who does that include that include that mainly just includes ray mm-hmm. um poe to an extent because of yeah. you know they became really they became you know pretty fast friends but he and ray went through so much and so i think that episode eight um really it his arc throughout it while the whole canto bike can um casino bit is a little long a little gratuitous yeah and <laughs> you could definitely cut it down but well, like but also on a, on a random note i really excited when they're like oh we're gonna have a can't uh, casino thing and they yeah. could have done a lot better with that to make it a little mm-hmm. more edgier more like you know casino royale style oh for sure i would have loved that and like you're saying yeah it's a little too long and it was like and sorry to interrupt you, but I, no, I you're fine. the whole shoe in shoehorn romance with him and Rose is just very awkward. And it was See, like, yeah, I mean, I never trying to put yeah, something no, in there that wasn't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, kind of like uh, throwing in a random, uh, <laughs> random romance into the Hobbit between an elf and a dwarf. <laughs> yes. Cause we have to sell things to, you know, young teens as well. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, when I remember I saw Rose and I saw that kiss from Rose and Finn and I'm like, ah, okay, I, I could see it happening, but whatever. But my thing was that Rose as a character, um, she, she was there to, to really work, like, like be with Finn and give him a reason to not just care about Ray and to not just care about saving her and saving himself the from movement, the first order. To, to, to really believe in it. And, and that whole thing about, you know, like we don't, win by fighting what we hate we win mm-hmm. by pre- by saving what we love okay, and yeah. so i think that 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 in of itself is that that's what ryan johnson was trying to do he was trying to give finn a reason to remain with the resistance and not just run and protect those he loves and um and i know that a lot of people don't necessarily think about that they just see the casino and the whole canto bite thing and they say well we've said it's long it's gratuitous there it, it doesn't really go anywhere and but um, I think that Ryan Johnson was trying to answer those questions that JJ left mm. at the end of episode seven. And so, and, but I think the biggest issue with this trilogy as a whole is that they didn't have someone like Kevin Feige saying, hey, this is the overriding arc. Now write your stories within it. Yeah, see, that was a surprise to me. This is what's clear as we, when we get into episode nine is that there was never a, this is uh, the beginning and this is the end. They never had that. No. Which is strange to think of a company like Disney, who you would think typically thinks these things through, especially when you're going to be very bold to be like, we're going to do a sequel trilogy to this beloved franchise that, yes, will notably make us a ton of money, but we want to make a good product. And we want to, you know, because if the fans don't accept and love it, they won't support any of the future projects mm-hmm. because if they, if you do something really like really bad, a lot of fans are going to be like, uh, I don't really like how Disney's doing this. I'm not going to watch their future movies. Right. And I was going to say, but Taylor, what that. you said about like the idea of the casino could have been a lot better. 
I go back to episode three. I think one of the coolest scenes of episode three is that whole opera scene, which mm-hmm. which leads to one of the best scenes of any Star Wars and movie. It's not too I love. long. It's just it's not too long, but we, we get that great. Have you scene heard where, the tragedy yeah. of Darth Plagueis? Where Palpatine's talking to Anakin about you know Darth <laughs> Plagueis, and Jedi. that scene was so creepy with like this like futuristic space. Opera, opera yeah. Going I wouldn't on. even watch the opera. Uh, you just see a little, a little tease. I yeah. That Lucas was good about the little teases, just giving mm-hmm. you a little. Um, but well, I love there's the, yeah. that that like, shot in episode one where uh, they have Qui Gon's bodies being burned. They're having that kind of like funeral service, and then uh, uh, Mace Windu's talking to Yoda. He's like, "Well, who died? The the Master of the Apprentice." And then they just pan over a shot of, of course, who Palpatine with his hood on, <laughs> and we're like, just like uh that guy with that nose we all know that, that but, one um, right there imagine right if he there. just looked at the camera and was like who <laughs> <laughs> <"Ooh>, me <laughs> uh, the thing though okay that i really did think was really cool in last jedi and it played in tempest and i as well a concept i really liked that ryan johnson uh put in was this idea of like forced facetime if you will uh, yes. <laughs> where which we learned was set up by snoke in a way mm-hmm. to get because he's he kind of gets that there's this yin and yang kind of thing going on between Ray and Kylo. There's a connection there. There's you know that he can so, exploit that yeah. he can exploit to because he of course as with any evil overlord would like to get her on his team to work for the. the I mean that the dark that was side. what that's what Palpatine wanted so all Palpatine, of the original yeah. trilogy. He just mm-hmm. like you know what Luke could be more powerful than Vader. I'm going to get him on my side and then yeah, bye Vader. Then, yeah. So that was a really cool concept that I think added a great, although yes, I think Last Jedi, I agree with you, Taylor, doesn't have much of a like plot. Right. It's a very yeah. basic plot. That was then a cool, like, okay, we don't really need a plot. Here's a cool, like new thing we've never seen before of like sensing each other, but almost to the point of we can actually see each other and then actual touch. That's where it was kind of like, oh, this is new because yeah. It leads to some really cool scenes in episode nine, we'll get to mm-hmm. uh, fight scenes, but um, which it did build up there. But I want to jump yeah. and talk about one of the controversial things that a lot of people hated was what they did with Luke Skywalker's character. Now, mm. in my opinion, I really like what they did with his character because he's not like he wasn't an Obi Wan. You know, Obi Wan was defeated; he was the last of the Jedi, but he had this powerful presence and he was positive and hoping, you know, for the destruction of the Emperor, but Luke and he had, just, it, yeah. yeah, he had seen enough of what Tragedy what good the Jedi could do yeah. throughout his entire life mm-hmm. that when it finally when the Jedi were gone, he was able to keep that spark alive um, and become the hermit to watch over Luke. Luke didn't have that. Luke doesn't know what the Force is until he's what nineteen years old, yeah. and then he becomes immediately a hero of the rebellion. And of the I mean, yeah, he, he literally becomes <laughs> this legend. Minus, yeah. minus the time of Obi Wan. He really is the only Jedi around. So he kind of has to, you know, like, yeah, he, he gets taught so much by Yoda for a brief mm-hmm. time, but then he leaves his training. And just like anything, if you're only trained so much and you leave, when you come back, you're going to, you're probably forgetting some things. And then he just kind of has to figure it out all himself. Yeah. And it is like this talk of like, he's the last Jedi, he's the last Jedi. And it's like, yeah, but then imagine going probably 30 years with no, like, yeah, there was, you know, we get the idea that he started a new school and it was going fine. And then we get this whole crazy, you know, his, his nephew going crazy, you know, whether it was from his side or from his side, you know, that, that was kind of, I liked that concept that they kept 
showing the retelling of that story. Yes. Well, every I mean, hero is the villain of someone else's story. Yeah, because yeah, right. like, um, but I, I actually, I think it's one of Mark Hamill's best performances as Luke, which is yeah. kind of like I'm the thing great. about the, the, the original movies is they're a lot of fun, but they're not particularly the best acted either, you know, because it, it's a, the, the line is converters. He gets, he gets better as the movies go along, but in the yeah. first one, he's really that like young, like just on the adventure, you know, character here. I did think he was really funny. There's a lot of funny lines uh, that were very like, it would be a Luke kind of thing, like down the line. My big flaw with how they treated Luke in these films is that he really doesn't get any redeeming chance to actually fight off the day. Yes, we get that kind of cool, as I call it, the bullfight at the end of yeah, Last Jedi yeah. because it is not a lightsaber duel because not no. one lightsaber touches. So it's well, the- because only one lightsaber was technically there. <laughs> True, but um, like we we don't get like this Luke coming back in person to fight kind of thing. So I was kind of disappointed that, you know knowing that we're going to eventually have Palpatine back, I was like, well, if he's the overruled, you know, dark Lord of the entire thing, and then Luke is considered the hero of the whole thing, then they should fight at the end. And that didn't happen. So, but there was some cool, that whole like last section on crate, I think is mm-hmm. the name. That was visually so cool. Like oh my the, gosh! The red, the, the, it's all like salt plains. So anytime they, you know, any yeah. ship or stuff, it's all like red. It really paints mm-hmm. like an idea of like blood. And I think for you know we're getting more into the war aspect, which is yeah. part of the third film, uh, was really cool. And that was a really cool concept. <laughs> I always love the. I use it a lot when I'm sending a meme of more, more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he's just they're shooting a thousand, <laughs> thousands of thousands of bullets. <laughs> And then Luke is just like, and, and then the, the shrug. It off. <laughs> so great. Um, but that was a great scene. And I, I think it was a missed opportunity when, when Luke, you know, when Kylo realizes that, oh crap, I, he's not actually here. Uh, and he's like, see you around kid. And then we get none of that in the third film, which would have been really cool. To like see he doesn't, he shouldn't yeah. have died. He shouldn't have died. And if he was going to die, he should have died in Rise of Skywalker. And, and, and yeah. And, you know, for me, I understand you know, we're going to talk about it when we talk about episode nine and Leia and the whole Leia thing with Carrie Fisher. But I, I thought that they were going to end up killing off Leia in eight so that they didn't have to, you know, so that they had a clean slate for episode nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, and we'll, again, we'll talk about it later, but yeah, like I totally thought that because the movie came out after she had passed away. So it was like, okay, so Leia's going to die. Luke's going to come back for episode nine. And it was the opposite. Yeah, and it was the opposite. Um, and yeah, I will just, you know, we'll finish off here with The Last Jedi. Probably one of the best scenes, too, is the throne room, uh, kind of like, it is like a lightsaber fight uh, with those guards. But I really was surprised of the killing of Snoke, only because we didn't really get any information on him. We didn't know really where he came from, why he's so powerful. But I, I did see why it was like, we have to put Kylo in his true light of yeah. He is the he is the main bad guy of this trilogy. He is the mm-hmm. leader of this trilogy. So we don't need this character. And I was like, okay, but I still would have liked to have known where, like, how did he become the leader of this first order and all that stuff, which uh, we'll get to in a second here. Yeah, but, um, that fight scene was really cool. 
the visual of like the super the red guards. room yeah and the guards fighting and that the, was a cool like bonding moment between the two of them and then you get to that really cool section which uh you know them kind of force fighting over the lightsaber yeah sort of, it explodes in half and then the that epic shot where um what's her face from laura dern all right I'm going for it. That was, <laughs> that was, that was definitely light speed through the ships. It was like, there's silence. I was like, that was the sound who the sound designers deserve commendation for that yes. choice. And Ryan Johnson, I don't know. If, I don't know if Ryan chose that or whether that was on their end or wh whoever came up with that idea. I mean, it's, and it's something that we've seen in movies before. I mean, uh, the one that I think of um, is La Chronicles of Narnia, the line, the witch in the wardrobe, when the two armies are coming, like, you know, mm -hmm. going up to battle right before they hit silence. You, all, you, all you see are the two of them. And then well, you can, as soon uh, as you they can, hit the clash. But you think that from uh, Peter Jackson. And uh, Peter Jackson as well. Peter yeah. Jackson kind of was the one that developed that. Well, uh, also, if you someone think did about, him, but, well, well, you mm -hmm. think about earlier in the prequel trilogy, you got to remember Attack of the Clones, where you've got the dog fight with Jango Fett and Obi-Wan. Yes. He has his little um, seismic charges. Mm -hmm. charges and all of a sudden, and the silence and then that was the, like i said so it's that like, was it's like a, it's like they used um like a guitar it was like yeah, yeah. it was like a power chord <laughs> i will play your charge for you um, yeah um uh going like in that throne room fight too what one of my favorite things about it is that all that fire was real that was not cgi they lit it on fire every time they did that sequence nice and so and like daisy ridley talked about how like it got obsessively hot well, you there. can see there's oh, just sure. dripping with sweat yeah like, which was good though because it really it, you had to play into the idea that they were literally fighting for their life absolutely you know, uh, you know. but this movie so you know last jedi ends with okay we we from what we're told by kylo uh ray's parents are nobodies they sold her off mm -hmm. you know so she has no parentage so we're like okay she's a very powerful jedi and she's got no parents all right uh we have kylo is now become this supreme leader and luke, uh, luke's sure dead seeking now. vengeance yep. and luke is dead that's kind of where we we're left off the last jedi so we're thinking okay so this is where we really get to the point of going uh i was thinking okay so in the third film uh, Kylo will become the supreme leader, and he'll be he'll he'll go like full Vader, and he'll become full like Vader, the yeah. full bad guy he'll, without the limitations of that armor. Yes. He'll, he'll learn lightning. I was like, he's just gonna become like a combo of Palpatine and Vader, and Ray mm -hmm. and Finn will have to team up together with their force powers to you know unite a whole group of rebels that's left over to take over. No, no. <laughs> no no nah. let's, let's 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 do something just... different so um one more break here and we'll come back and we'll talk about the rise of skywalker Ooh. after the stunning revelation that the dark lord of the sith is a grandpappy we had so many questions but the number one question was of course how did he have time to hit up the ladies do or do not there is no try in the art of charming those females. Well, strap into your racers, and let's make the Kessel Run of Love with the long-lost tapes of Palpatine's Pickup Lines. You're as bright as a lightsaber. 
I saw you beaming from across the room. Well, aren't you just a rebel? You stole my heart when you walked through the door. You're so beautiful. You wanna be my Naboo? I must be drawn to the force. Cause you're the only one for me. There is great disturbance in my pants. This battle station is fully operational, if you know what I mean. You are the droid I've been looking for. So be it, Hottie. How can you be from an ice planet when you're so hoth? I've been told my Jedi mind tricks will blow your mind. Do you want to see what's under my hood? <laughs> and you too can be a love smuggler or the next emperor of love. Act now and get these extremely rare tapes in their original format. Don't miss out on the exclusive offer that no one can resist. And we're back. Oh man, nice another good little break. We need these breaks. Uh, these do. breaks are great. Stretch break. I have oh a little my gosh. Good to go. Uh, so yeah, as we had said earlier, of course, we've got to round out this new trilogy discussion with, of course, Rise of Skywalker, which like we said a few months, couple coming a few months, it'll be a year already it's been out. Mm-hmm. Years it's been out. Um I remember the first trailer came out. Um and again, a trailer that is so well done. Yes. <laughs> it's just so good. I think it's also you know what it is about the trailers. They uh whether it's already been composed or not, there's something about they like, or if John Williams does it just for the trailer, but it's like a combo of all these themes combined in the most beautiful way with the footage. Mm-hmm. You like every, like I can watch that trailer. I've probably watched it 200 times, I'd say. And every single time I get the same like emotional, just like, oh my gosh, it's just so well done. Yeah. But of course that trailer came out. It was like about you know, a minute and a half or so. And it was really exciting. All these kind of shots of, okay, it looks like a desert thing. We have that awesome backflip moment that we're like, oh, she's doing a backflip over like a TIE fighter. Yeah. All this stuff. And then we get this really epic shot of, oh, that's definitely the Death Star. Yeah. And then we get Palpatine's laugh. So No one's ever really gone. No one's really (laughs) ever gone. So we're getting, the world went crazy because we're thinking, oh my gosh, Palpatine's going to be back in some way, some form. We have no clue how. We don't know, you know, but. Wow, yeah. we're getting the, the the Dark Lords back. So, uh, Rise of Skywalker, the uh, the finale of not only this trilogy but all nine films. Mm-hmm. You went to go see it, Tim, many times, but the I did. first ever time. What were your thoughts? What were your process? What were you thinking? Well, I so uh, I walked out of that theater at like I don't know three thirty in the morning, whatever time it was. Um, knowing that I was seeing it again at 9.45 with my parents. Um, I walked out of there. I mean, I I was full of joy just because it was, it, it felt like a Star Wars movie. If, you know, like the, uh, JJ coming back into it after Colin Trevorrow leaves or parts ways or whatever. He, he did, and he did the same thing with episode seven. That, movie you feel it you it feels like a star wars movie it has those beats and it has those emotions and it hit it hit all of the emotional high points 
from cameos to you know like Land- Lando's mm-hmm. back. I mean, mm-hmm. seeing him and Billy D. Williams just and just seems like he's having fun. Oh yeah, his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> his laugh. He's behind it's good the to controls. see you, old buddy. I know he's behind yeah. the controls of Falcon again. Like it's mm-hmm. right. And I mean, I will say the probably my favorite moment, my favorite cameo out of all of these is just it's it's three seconds long, but it's you know after they fly in and you just see Wedge Angelis at the gun mm-hmm. going, "Nice flying, Lando," and it's like, yep. yes. Um, but I, I definitely walked out of the movie feeling like, yes, I'm happy it's a Star Wars movie and I, and I got all that joy out of it, but I definitely had the feeling of the filmmakers, like basically having looked at Reddit and how much people hated Last Jedi and all the things that they thought were wrong with it. And this was their way of saying, this is the last one. Please don't hate it. That's how I felt. <laughs> I, do you like this instead? <laughs> Maybe this would be fair. Yeah, what do you think, Kayla? <laughs> I agree. Um, you're right. Any 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 of the trilogy movies, when you watch it, you know what a Star Wars movie is about. It feels like a Star Wars movie. It's got it. It's got all the makings of a Star Wars movie. I loved it for that. But you're right. And wh- whether J.J. Abrams or anyone who created it wants to say, oh, they weren't trying to retcon everything happened last jedi absolutely is absolutely full of crap you can watch this and see okay some some people think that last jedi was a retcon of force awakens and then that uh rise of skywalker is a retcon of last jedi so again it's this idea of why was there no why was there never even if just it was simple uh uh, plot ideas of okay well we do want to see this arc of this character we Mm -hmm. want this to happen um if you already knew that snoke was a clone of palpatine why don't we get any some scene of even Last Jedi? You know what would have been a really cool scene is we see Snoke go, you know, leave my chamber. And he goes to like one of those, like, you know, they show like when Vader did it with Palpatine. Meditation chambers. Having yeah. him bow down to this big, you know, projection of Palpatine. That would have been something to be like, oh, Palpatine is still, he's still seeing all of this. He's not dead. That little, like, even a tease of that. At or the even end have that, at, yeah, have that at End of Force Awakens or something like that or something. Or, something. Like, or he Just walks so into, get, like, you know, he almost walks into a room and all these little, like, chambers and clones. And you're like, what? Like, that would yeah, have been, like. Something, if we had any inkling of that, I would have bought Nine a lot better. Mm-hmm. The problem is that Nine starts right with Palpatine's back. <laughs> like, it's like, no, right, dead in, speak. The, right, dead speak. right in like, the credits. It's right like, away, yeah, I'm like, he, uh, the, he, the, the, you know, it's like, what? Like there's no there's no uh, you know seeping into it no, right off the bat oh by the way Palpatine's back, uh, I did like Exegol I thought that was a cool planet, uh, the design of all that was really cool I love mm-hmm. that that image of Kylo walking into the building all the lightning striking and him going down that huge kind of like monolith thing with all these like big statues all that was really cool and I was like even if we had a taste of that in Episode Eight yeah would have been cool because we didn't get enough of Exegol in my mind, and then we were left with you know what would no be great if you had M- the you had Palpatine come at, at the end of Last Jedi like a la Thanos. Fine, I'll do it myself. Like yes. you know, like the sun, the cloud, just like you know, and all of a sudden there's lightning. <laughs> which which I do have to I do have to point out. Episode nine has two very specific Endgame moments. Oh yes, because yeah. Endgame you know Endgame came out in April. Yeah, and you know. Right around my birthday. Great birthday present, Marvel. Thank you. Um, but it was like, the two, there are two major Endgame moments. There's the, you're like, oh, no, we're, there's not enough. You know, like, there are too many of them. And then you hear Landa going over the comm, but there are more of us. And then you turn around and there's 
and there are nine million so. ships like <laughs> oh where have you guys been this entire time and yeah and then and then you know at the end he goes i am all the sith and she goes and i gets lightsaber yeah. i'm all the jedi boom and it's just like i i am inevitable i yeah. am iron man yeah <laughs> which i'm sure they did you know although at that point when you know endgame came out they'd already filmed it they'd probably filmed editing. everything but it is it's hard to not see the similarities being yeah. that they only were you know six months apart but but i do i do agree with you tim there's a lot of stuff in this movie that is a star wars movie you go this is there's still a lot of fun a lot of great humor there's mm-hmm. a lot of fun like we, we do go to quite a bit of planets here which is really nice uh, we're mm-hmm. getting kind of a different uh i'm trying to think of the word i would use um landscapes i guess you know we have yeah. like desert planet we have like a jungle we have this kind of like more huge kind of ocean kind of like camino looking style planet so it's yeah. kind of cool we're getting these different locations and um and we are you know you're seeing the different cultures the different like uh, that that desert planet they go to a little party going on and well, stuff all, yeah. they, you know all that was really cool because a lot of that was puppets and people dressed up and it was all not, those kids that know, were sitting yeah, for the puppet show cgi all um but yeah it's 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 the palpatine overall arc that I, I I was I've been reading a lot of comments and discussion groups and stuff, and I like to watch reviews. Just now that you know, I've already kind of made the opinion of of how I like the movie, but what others think of. And I agree with a lot of people that would say it's felt like we completely skipped episode nine and went straight to episode ten. Yeah, and there 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 was a movie missing, or there was just a some kind of gap missing that would have just helped explain a little bit more about which i would have been okay with you don't have to have a trilogy do you know have four movies i would have sat through another mm-hmm. build all that yeah because i mean had we known a little more of because it, it feels like there's a lot of, it, it feels rushed i mean this one's one of the longer ones too it's this what, was the longest one two and a half two and a half yeah. hours yeah so it's the longest one of star wars one and at times it feels like we're just rushing through some of these plot points to get to uh but then some are not for but, sure Again, it was like the I rushing said, to that Jedi. final battle, you know. Yeah, I did like, uh, like I said about Last Jedi, this the kind of force FaceTime thing. That whole fight scene when Ray is up in Kylo's like quarters and he's back on the planet, and they're like having like a lightsaber duel through yep. the force was really cool. I was like, that's awesome. That could have been, had we seen that earlier, it would have been awesome. But that was like a really cool scene. And then their whole fight sequence over on the Death Star was mm-hmm. just like, was was really awesome that was a nostalgic thing where i was like this is really cool because it is we're getting that those feels and those vibes of Mm -hmm. you know empire strikes back and return of the jedi and now you know i mean a lot of that was cool the way they defeat palpatine to me was extremely lame i was so disappointed in that so disappointed yeah i was really hoping that it was so creepy though all those like kind of uh minions or followers or whatever you want to call them that were all like you know in the in the stands like watching the team was grew those are those minions and i was like uh (laughs) who who are those guys you know i was like this is like a gladiator scene i was really hoping that you know obviously ray and kyler were gonna get or i should say ben we're gonna beat up a little bit and so how are they gonna defeat this ultimate he's got all this power oh you know just when all these jedi show up all the Jedi Force ghosts show up and we have a huge epic battle. I was really hoping like Luke, Mace, Anakin, 
everyone. You well, actually see them. Well, they had a, <laughs> they had a few voices. I was like, that's it? They CGI'd some, someone on YouTube actually did this where they had all the force ghosts like come up and they, mm-hmm. which I think well, that would have been better. Aesthetic. That would have been way better. Another thing I will say I'm disappointed because they had talked about it. And this is a problem where if you don't read books, then, you know, you're not going to get it. Like they're like, oh, well, there's a book you can read. There's two books. So you know what happened between these movies. No, we don't need that. Yeah. Like the whole thing of the Knights of Ren totally missed opportunity in all the movies. Missed opportunity. Absolutely. Because it's like, and then they like, okay, they should have like similar lightsaber like weapons because, mm-hmm. you know, Kylo trained them and it's like, okay, well, they're all built up and they're kind of real lame in this movie. They've got a couple of just scenes where they show up. They steal Chewbacca. He's dead. No, he's not. Oh, I didn't feel it. And then like they get killed by him at the very end of it. But it was like, the Knights of Ren were built up in Last Jedi, and then there was like, you know, nothing else. But I will say, uh, you're talking about the humor in this movie. I thought I was so happy because C3P finally got some, he got some of his best. Yes! Lines, some of his best lines. It was very, very funny. Two of my favorite movies of his lines have to be this one and Attack of the Clones because he has some of the best lines. And I love him, and Babu Frick was my favorite. Babu I Frick. I know. Oh, like, Babu Frick, so what are my oldest friends? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was dying. And I was just like, I like, everyone's like, oh, are you? they're all like tra- trapped in that little cavern. Like, hey, everyone okay? Ray, Finn, and C-3P is, oh, C-3P is okay. <laughs> yeah. like, is this the afterlife? I hope I'm allowed here. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was good humor. It, they, they kept that going so that it was still lighthearted although it is it is one of the darker of the films i would say uh, mm. you know especially because exegol was really creepy and I, I mean i love that image of the emperor being held up by this giant kind of like yeah arm arm mechanical thing that like the claw he, like, can't, it moves you know, the claw yes the claw. But, you know for, for the, the ending of a star wars not only trilogy but for nine films I was really hoping for some epic long lightsaber duel. And yeah. Get that at all. Um, Throughout just the movie, because there was not enough lightsaber battles. Just because it's like, yeah, Which I was funny because there were two, yeah. there were two separate ones that went on for a good piece of time, but it's just, mm-hmm. like, it, it's it, more. In comparison you know. to the prequels, it was like a huge letdown overall. Cause you're like, the prequels were, were so fast paced, so intense. And there's multiple in each film of like these awesome lightsaber duels. And we didn't get, really much of that in the new ones mm-hmm. and it's like if, if you're gonna go off of what fan service likes doesn't matter how people like the originals the prequels there's no one that i can ever think of that's like i need less lightsaber tools <laughs> like <Yeah>. everyone loves <laughs> like the lightsabers are the most more lightsaber duels weapon crazy. of all pop culture everyone wants one everyone wants to own one which is why you know people buy them now and they have the more fancy ones but I'm like, we want more lightsaber duels. That's what we're here to see. We want to see these cool fights. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, the movie, you know, it it wraps up what it wants to wrap up. It was rushed a lot. It was mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, leftovers. And here's, well, we can put some of that in there. I also, I, I was not a big fan of, although it was done decently well, I wasn't a fan of, of the how they used footage of Carrie Fisher to try to like, yeah, make some. Me neither. One. It didn't look really good to me. It looked grainy. Like if she was in the shop and not talking, they made her grainy and then Ray was like clear and then they'd kind of like have her line go and it, it just didn't work for me. Yeah, and I like, I I know that the original plan for this trilogy was that like, you know, episode seven, Han Solo movie, episode eight, 
Luke, Luke movie. And then Leia. episode nine was going to be the Leia movie, and fo- and like she was going to be a huge part of it. And yeah, which I, I mean, yeah. I I love the realization. I love like the you know explanation of how she was trained as a Jedi, and so mm-hmm. like. I mean, that's a retcon that I was okay with, with regards, like, you know, everybody was freaking out in episode eight about when she saved herself from the vacuum of space. And uh, space flying. Very, uh, very, <laughs> Just, that scene reminds me of Guardians of the Galaxy when Star-Lord <laughs> yeah, And he's just kind of like looking, like, that's what it looked like minus the fact that she can fly herself. Exactly. Um, um, but yeah, it's I so I loved that like flashback scene where Luke is explaining, yeah, it was the last day of her training, and you see, and it was her beautiful doing it. the fact that it was her daughter that they see Jolie Lord, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that was that was beautiful the fact that her daughter was a big mm-hmm. part of that movie. So and that she did that, you're absolutely right. But and and I get what they wanted to at least hold on to her long enough so that she could ha- because that moment where she basically saves Ben. Mm-hmm. Stops stops Kylo from killing Ray. Ray then kills Kylo, quote unquote, and then heals him um, and everything. Like I understand they were trying to keep Leia for that moment because it is like a mother saving her son. But I think, but like I agree with you, Chris. Like the way that they used her, I think that was one of the biggest limitations that they put on themselves was that mm-hmm. they had they were using all of this old footage from Episode Seven, not even Episode Eight, Episode Seven. And they had to, you know, spend the money and change the hair and everything, but then construct the script when she's on when she's on camera to make whatever lines that they were going to use work. And you know what? You know what? I've been a disjointed. A a better way to go about it is they could have started the movie off. You still have the whole Kylo thing, and he's finding Palpatine. He's kind of you know getting the orders of you know I bring Ray to me. They could have started the whole Rebel scene with a funeral. Yeah, of Leia being passed. Now everyone's like, "Oh, our leader's gone. How do we go forward?" And Ray's probably so lost. And then who comes to help her? Oh, Force Ghost Luke. You know, and he was so underused on, in that movie. And he's like so underused. There could have been a great moment. I was like, "Okay, Luke's gonna be a Force Ghost. He's gonna have a lot." No, he grabs a lightsaber and like <laughs> grabs he a lightsaber, scene, lifts his and, lightsaber. I mean, yeah. lifts his X wing. Even Yoda and, had a better thing in, in Last Jedi, which we didn't talk about in the last second. No, but no, we that didn't. Yoda that was scene. Fun. Was I my the OG puppets, They were not in the OG <laughs> puppet too, which was great. And that was yes, like getting Frank Oz back, and mm-hmm. uh, that was yeah, that, that was a cool because you know Yoda in the prequels, uh, the first one he looks so whack, but because, yeah, because they was were fine with him. Yeah, because trying to make him kinda, episode one puppet. was in, was originally a puppet, and they tried to make him like look younger and whatever, and then. When they re when they got to episode two and then re-released, kind of they they reanimated Yoda in episode one to look like what he looks like in mm-hmm. episode two and three, which looks a lot better. And it's interesting because one of the thoughts that I I, I I wrote down just a couple of thoughts as I was watching. One of the ones that I was wondering is why did they change Maz Kanata to a puppet for episode nine? She's a C- fully CGI well, another, character. Another wasted, another wasted, another character. wasted character. Um, yes. Well, she's, she's the person yeah. that we meet, who's kind of like our Yoda figure for this trilogy, and she somehow has Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. Yeah, and we're still like wondering about so, that. So, <laughs> uh, when did you get it? Where'd you get it from? Um, did you like? Did you get his arm as well? Because that was a big thing that was talked about for so long. Was that one of the first? Either the first film or at some point, one of these films was going to start off with an image of Luke's arm cut off holding his lightsaber. 
that was going to be like a moment of these films which didn't come to fruition but yeah the idea that she was like this kind of forced knowledge person kind of like a guru kind of like a yoda figure Mm -hmm. and then through eight we get this one kind of like her battling something through like a we're seeing like you know just a a projection Mm -hmm. and then yeah we i think they did it i think they did a puppet in episode nine just to have yet another like we're still doing the old ways but it was really like a waste it was a waste and i'm looking at her and i'm just like because i've been wondering for a while like okay why does she look so weird and she like mm-hmm. ways she moves around just seems more herky-jerky and yeah. then i saw like whatever when they released uh it like on disney plus and everything they had like the behind the scenes and i saw the maz canada pop i'm like oh why yeah, yeah Especially was, I mean, that, well i, I yeah. assume it's, it's probably in the, the day it's also cheaper uh oh i'm sure know, but uh, another one that I, I thought just the arc overall was a huge waste was uh, Domhnall Gleeson's character. Of yeah, Pucks. they did him dirty. Started off, I'm I really spy. loved. I love this. Yeah, I'm the spy. I, I love knew it. No, you didn't. Stupid. Yeah, I love the idea that in the beginning he really was this kind of like jealous of Kylo Ren. He really wanted to prove himself to Snoke. He clearly was very good at having the kind of you know, obviously the Empire and the First Order does have a lot of, like, uh, very similar to, like, a Nazi organization. So, like, mm-hmm. you get the idea that he he fed into that really well and he acted that really well. And that 10 scene then episode eight, it was like, let's start to make him more of a cluck. You know, let's make him more of, like, a, a, a clown. And it was like, no. In the spy. You know, <laughs> and, then, and then that shot of him, like, he was about to go stab Kylo. So that he would become supreme. No, oh did. yeah, in episode yeah, episode yeah. eight where he's like, like, was like opening great. up his coat and then clo- and then like he wakes up and then just like uh, closes no. the coat very slyly. And it was like, oh, that's who I want to see in episode nine because that would have been a good plot point to have well, another. Instead of, instead of introducing these other generals and stuff like that, focus no. on the ones yeah. you have. And and I think you know we're, we're doing a good job kind of wrapping up what we did. I will I will say one thing I thought they did overall in all three movies really interesting is they did show new force powers for people who had never saw the comics yes. or, or the animated shows with starting out force awakens where you can hold the blaster bolt you know that was never you know seen before and everything yeah. from the force facetime to the force healing all this stuff was kind of teased but i think that was a really i felt like that the fact that every movie had something new mm-hmm. that they did add to yeah. that so but you're right i think what we can say definitely overall there were a lot of missed opportunities for the character building especially for these ones that were supposed to be the big ones. I mean, Ray and Kylo, yes, but, you know, you build up Finn, you build up Poe, there's, they didn't get a lot to do in the they last, a lot to especially in the last movie. Their arc. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll, I'll wrapping up here, final thoughts. I think these films are visually gorgeous. Oh, absolutely. The music's amazing, of course. Yeah. And there is a lot of fun and a lot of stuff to uh, respect about how these movies were made and what, you know, was the end result yes they'll always be kind of the well it's not a full through thought out trilogy they're still fun but in the end not gonna be my favorite of the nine you know it'll be oh, yeah it's, it's funny to think of how much uh, heat the prequels get from certain people and i'm like the prequels overall i think we're done a little better than the new trilogy just Maybe in terms of the arc of a story and how those you know but you know it's still fun still fun stuff yeah a lot of that for the prequel stems from the fact that george lucas 
did write and direct all three of them. He did all three. Yeah. Uh, um, as, a, as opposed to the original trilogy, which he wrote and directed the first one. And then Lawrence Kasdan came in and wrote the screenplays for five and six. And then um, Irvin Kirshner did five. And Richard Marquand was the director of six, but I mean, he, Lucas talks about how like, Oh, he was so, he was fairly inexperienced with visual effects. So I had to be there every day anyway. And then you have this new trilogy, which had JJ Ryan and then JJ again, which although it would have been Colin Trevorrow and the concept art for what Trevorrow's would have been just looks so good. My mind. It would have been it, interesting to see. And, what that, and that's, that. and that's yeah. where I think overall we look at, it's not really like you can't, you can't necessarily blame the movies themselves, but you kind of go, is, is this, was that a mistake on Disney's part of mm -hmm. just overall how they're running Star Wars? I mean, clearly, or we're letting Kathleen Kennedy of, run Lucasfilm. Or Kathleen Kennedy yeah. run Lucasfilm. And, and clearly, you know? like you say, not everything's bad because I think we've got some great potential coming up. We're very excited because we got season two of Mandalorian, which that was amazing. Yes. And, you know, the Obi Wan Kenobi series, which I'm excited about that because it's going to be more. Also, like experience. Ryan Johnson, who yeah. I will say I respect as a filmmaker because, look, I love Looper. I love Knives Out. Yeah. I think Last Jedi mm -hmm. is a great film. I'm excited to see him. I believe he still has his trilogy that he's planning to work and on. But him doing, doing what fully he... his own thing, yes. original, then yeah, his characters he comes up with, his writing, that I think will be something that we'll see and go. Now that's an awesome Star Wars movie that had nothing to do with the canon of the Skywalker yeah. saga. And I and, I think and it was yeah. yeah, and I agree with you on that because yeah, I think yeah. one of the big things that Ryan was trying to get across with episode eight is that you don't have to be a Skywalker or a Palpatine mm -hmm. or a one of these a part of a lineage of Jedi or Sith or force users, anyone can be a force user. Anyone in which I, um, I think that's what he was intending with the whole Ray is no one. Ray doesn't have a family because if remember at the very, very end of last Jedi, it's like those little kids from Cantabite are, you know, the broom. you know, yeah. And, and then the kid uses the broom or uses the force to grab the broom off the wall. And then, at the very end, as he looks up and sees the ship streak across the sky, you see the Rebel Alliance ring that Rose had had, and then he lifts up the broom almost as if he's holding a lightsaber. And I think that's, mm. yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Give Ryan Johnson free reign to do like to do an, a story within the universe rather than a story within that saga, and where we're where we expect so many answers and so many different things that. I, I love the fact that he went a different direction and said, you know, you think this, we're going to do that. But within the realm of the overall trilogy, as much as I like it, it doesn't work as it well. It's not mm -hmm. a, it's a very jumbled puzzle that didn't really connect. And I think that, that's right. right. That's why it gets on the flat. But yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I agree. I'm, he's an amazing director and filmmaker. I'm looking forward to seeing when he's going to continue with Star Wars. So absolutely. But yeah. Well, Tim, we always like to end our episodes with the guests on with our famous guest questions. Ooh. So this is kind of a rapid fire-ish round. So uh, don't think too hard. Okay. Uh, so we'll start off here. Uh, number one, what was your favorite movie? Um, for a long time, it was Empire Strikes Back, but I've got to probably say it's a tie between Apollo 13 and The Big Lebowski. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> Next question for you. What is your favorite TV series? Uh, favorite TV series Chuck. I was a huge fan of Chuck. I it was it's one of the few it's shows so that I saw a trailer for. Wanted to watch the pilot. Watched it all the way through. I had the Blu-ray of it. Chuck. I need to I need and I will to watch say, I I met I met Zachary Levi after she loves me on Broadway. Yep, He's same. So nice. He's, He's so one nice. of the nicest people. 
Uh, number three, what is your favorite video game or video game series? Uh, Assassin's Creed, that series has always been. Specific game um, would be Black Flag. Although I just finished the main story of Spider-Man on PlayStation 4, and yes. that might have that that might have eclipsed it a little bit. God, it's so awesome. I enjoy I enjoy oh, both God. of those. <laughs> uh, next would be would you who would you say your favorite uh, artist or favorite band? Um, Fleetwood Mac, probably. I've been a huge Fleetwood Mac fan and a huge classic rock fan. That's what I was raised on. Um, so Fleetwood Mac probably is number one. Very nice. And number five. What's your favorite place you've traveled? Um, it's a con. It, it, I I haven't traveled too many places outside the U.S., but London probably. I I loved London. Um, it just the feeling of old and new is something mm -hmm. that like say New New York has old and new as well, but London has a much longer period of it, and mm -hmm. there are so many buildings and so many places that have steeped in such history over thousand over a thousand years versus over the 200 and change that we've been around or the 400 change that new york has been around mm. um so definitely london very nice uh, next one will be what inspires you or what has inspired you to get where you are today um there have been a mo a lot of people in my life who have just influenced me um like various mentors. My uncle John is someone who's always, you know, provided that uh, mentorship throughout my life, but also seeing like when I got to, when I got to college and seeing like, honestly, Chris and his class and where, and, and the, and how that <laughs> little shoulder touch, but um, like seeing artists who just ply their craft and work through things and just really have that dedication to it. Um, and, you know, so people like, Chadwick Boseman and you know before we found out that he was you know horrible in his personal life Kevin Spacey's work specifically like his acting mm -hmm. work just always blew me away and just people who just lose themselves within characters honestly uh, number seven what's the best advice you've ever received um it was from it's from a tv show called the comedians um it was a brief history of that show is basically Josh Gad and Billy Crystal are playing themselves mm -hmm. go to a go to a network to say hey we want to do a sketch comedy show separately and this and then the network goes hey you two do it together and then having to work with it and there's they have a falling out later on in the last episode they're ha they're finally talking again it's the last episode of their show so they're like oh what are we going to do and Josh Gad's saying like I don't know what I'm going to do and so Billy Crystal just kind of lays it out and be like look if I went into your dorm room at age 20 and I said, in the next 10 years, you are going to star in one of the biggest Broadway musicals on Broadway, one of the biggest musicals ever to hit the, the hit Broadway, star in one of the biggest animated films ever to hit TV, ever to hit the, ever hit the, uh, the cinema screen. And, you know, not to top my own horn, you're going to do a sketch comedy show with me, Billy Crystal. What would 20-year-olds say to that? Josh Gad's like, oh, that's beyond my wildest dreams. And Billy's like, and you've done that. And, you, you, and so the advice that I took from that was, yes, as an actor, it's like, oh, what am I going to do next? What's going to happen next? Oh, is, is it all going to work out? But also to stop, take the time, and look at what you have accomplished mm -hmm. and see what you've done and realize that you're much farther than where you were you have far to go, but 
you have had some success and so the unknown the idea of the unknown should not deter you from continuing to do what you want to do that's pretty good yeah i know it's great this this will be hmm, yeah. what a surprise here i think it'll be pretty high <laughs> yeah <laughs> as, as you know uh what is your nerd level on a scale of one to ten which you know i say you know one is you've heard of star wars and number 10 uh, you speak fluent wookie <laughs> I, 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 um, for those who don't speak Wookiee, that was uh, uh, about a 52. Yeah. <laughs> it's off the chart. One to 10. <laughs> yeah, I would say shame. 10. Uh, number nine, what is your guilty pleasure or a guilty pleasure? Um, oh, I, uh, that is a good question. Um, I, Gilmore Girls, honestly. I love watching Gilmore Girls. Really? All right. There you go. It's just the, the rapid fireness of it and how, like, you know, I'm, I like to look at like IMDb trivia and uh, whenever I'm watching things, especially if I've seen it before. And one mm. of the things is like, you know, most TV scripts are about 50 pages for an hour long episode. All of them were like 75 for mm. Gilmore Girls and they were not allowed to improvise because the cadence and the words of what wow. she was writing, that was the comedy. And so there was no improvising. You couldn't really flub words because they had to get out so much. Mm. And uh, a question here. last but not least, as you know, Chris and I love impressions. So we got to give you, um, can you use it? Want to hear your, what is your best uh, impression? Give us your best impression. Um, I mean, it's going to pale in comparison to yours, but the, the one that I attempt to do is not even Christopher Walken. It's Kevin Pollack doing Christopher Walken from whatever <laughs> so, is where he's in impression. <laughs> Oh, depression within a depression. Um, it, he tells a story about how he was asked to speak at Christopher Walken's um, in the cement ceremony at Grauman's Chinese Theater, and they're talking, and he and all, and they just stand there for about ten minutes, and finally, Christopher Walken just looks at Kevin Pollock and just goes, "Cement." <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! I love it. So um, good. Yeah. Well, Tim, uh, do you have anything you want to plug or post or, you know, let people know how to um, call you? Yeah, um, you can find uh, my website, timfitzsimons.com. That's F-I-T-Z-S-I-M-O-N-S. There's not two M's in there. Um, and I have like videos and stuff there. What the, one of the big things that um, I promote is I, I play Luke Skywalker in a YouTube fan film called Star Wars The Musical, which uh, was basically it's a six minute uh little mo short movie that's what if disney had owned star wars from the beginning and made it a disney-esque musical so mm -hmm. george shaw um <laughs> rewrote like took john williams and alan menken and uh stephen schwartz and basically took disney songs and reorchestrated them to sound more like star wars and then rewrote the lyrics to tell the story of episode four mm -hmm. um it's on youtube sorry star wars the musical the YouTube handle is GS Maestro. Um, we'll we'll, put, we'll add the links onto those for uh, when we post. So and um, uh, but suppose and we filmed the sequel to that back in uh, what was it? I filmed my bits in January 2017, and hoping fingers crossed that we'll get it out this year. But the Empire's New Groove should hopefully drop on YouTube by the end of <laughs> That's the year. Awesome. That's a great title. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, very five cool. minute, just episode uh, five. Yeah. They're, they're very fun. Uh, I remember seeing it a couple years ago when you first posted it. Um, 
there's a great moment in the where it's like uh it's very titanic uh it's yeah. like the titan it's like you know the scene where i'm king of the world there's a scene where uh obi-wan is holding luke and he's like it's really funny the way your face <laughs> but um anyway thanks so much tim for being here today we really appreciate it it was so much fun to Thank talk you. to you about one thing we really are passionate about star wars so um yeah well uh definitely drop the links for all your stuff on when we post about this but thanks for coming on man i hope we'll have I, you back and if you thanks for having me something else because i know oh. you you are a huge movie nerd just like we are so uh that would be yeah, it was good meeting you and making new friends yeah. man. Appreciate nice it. to meet you hope to meet you in person at some point once you know all one of this day. is over <laughs> one day when and, or and, and if it's not i'll just wear my star wars mask yes there you go maybe we can force facetime <laughs> if we learn perfect perfect very nice thanks again man thank you Well, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was uh, awesome. That was what a great dude, man. It's awesome. Well, first of all, it's great that you can keep connections, um, you know, case in point, you and I, but it's so nice that uh, you've been friends for so long. And it's always nice meeting fellow nerds, especially passionate about Star Wars as we are. So, Yeah, I think, you know, when, whenever the, the world uh, gets back to a better place and we can go out and about and see people, uh, I think you and Tim would gel really well. You guys have a lot of uh, things in common, and um, including not only just from a, uh, uh, nerd aspect in terms of movies tv etc but also i think from a uh, food alcohol that kind of stuff i think yeah. stuff that we could bond on as guys so um i know that's really cool it's, it's always fun to, to to talk to people that i think are equally as passionate but have a lot of knowledge and have their own uh, side of things and uh you know especially not every single thing we agree on but i think overall we agree on a lot about that yeah this trilogy is it's entertaining but it's not uh at the end of the day, the it's not the best trilogy that they could have made. No, there was um, a they lot still of, did a pretty good job. There's it's a, a solid, a uh, solid B, yeah. solid B, B minus maybe. B minus. Um, but yeah, no, you know, a lot of people are going to listen to this podcast, and you're going to have your own opinions and stuff. And that's fine, and we we appreciate that because that's what makes the world go round, especially if you mm-hmm. present it in a constructive and positive way. But yeah. yes, I think that there was a lot of room for improvement, especially when we there was so much flack for the prequels, and now as we see these ones, you know what? there's a different vision but here's the thing like star wars and like everything else there's everyone has their own star wars i think we all Mm -hmm. can agree on some of the elements we like but everyone has their star wars has you know their lord of the rings has their harry potter it's what they envision because it's what is it passionate for you what does it mean to you so we have to respect that but at least i think we can agree on a lot of the stuff which is great but it's so much fun to go back and look at this and just kind of see okay this ended you know, we can look back at it in its entirety and judge it for what it is and what it could be and what it wasn't. But mm-hmm. you're right. And I, but like, I, I think we all need to keep that positivity going. As we said earlier, a lot of craziness going on in the world. So it's nice to. It's also very hard to, like you said, it's hard to make a movie that everyone is all going to accept and enjoy. Yeah. Especially you know, when it's a sequel of, of something. Of, of a very beloved franchise already. So it's, you know, it's a uh, hollow ground it's it's hard to ride that thin line of well we want to really be respectful and keep things that are nostalgic but we also want to make it new which is you know something that ryan johnson was trying to do he wanted to go a different path but not everyone accepted that and it led to then what nine became which was still a lot of like all right here's a lot of fan uh you know making fun for the fans here we're trying to you know uh nostalgic we're trying to make it things that you remember things that you that way it's not such a crazy new concept but 
Star Wars is is far from dead. We're gonna have you know a whole other movies coming out uh, in the future, and we you know we do have these TV shows, so it's exciting to see what the future will be. And of course, we'll keep our updates on this podcast as more Star Wars news comes out. But uh, until next time, thanks for listening, and may the force be with you always. I don't know if you could tell, but like it kind of lagged for a second. So it was like, oh, 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 ways. Which brings me to a funny story. One time last year, before we wrap up here, we were out in um, Washington, D.C. Having a little... Uh, first time first time um, visitor. First time for me to be in D.C., venturing around, checking out museums, checking out, you know, the sites. And we wanted to go to the Ford Theater because as I'm an actor and that, you know, it's an iconic place also where, unfortunately... Uh, Lincoln met his demise. Uh, we wanted to check it out, but there was a show or something going on, so we couldn't yeah. go in. But they're like, you could go across the street to that place. That's where uh, they they're able to take Lincoln's body, and that's where he he ultimately passed. And we went to there. It's a little like little museum kind of looking place, a couple staircases, a lot of information about you know John Wilkes Booth and all this stuff. And there was a board where you could write like just nice things on. Yeah. And one probably a kid wrote this go ahead and I, hope, I hope it was a kid i hope it was a kid i think it was a kid every time i read it i hear it in the voice of forrest gump but it said do the right thing all less <laughs> yes so they i think they were trying to they were trying to write always but it was it was spelled out like a l l e s s or something like that, or like a w l e s s so it was like <laughs> i still have the video which less. i think we should post them. yeah well we'll have to post at some point but anyway <laughs> thanks for listening today we had to just go off on that tangent because it's such a funny thing but, oh gosh uh, until next time folks may the force be with you thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and facebook at the potential podcast or on twitter at the potential pod or you can email us send us your positive feedback and thoughts suggestions and more through our email the potential podcast at yahoo.com i'm your host chris dewar And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know know your your potential. potential.